Hey y'all, welcome back to Tailwagon True Crime. I'm your host, Margaret Scott, and on today's episode, we're going to take a dive into the Briley Brothers gang and the eight-month killing spree they went on back in the 1980s. Uh, this is probably one of the most notorious gang killing sprees um, that really terrorized Richmond, Virginia for eight months. Please remember that due to the nature of these crimes, listener discretion is advised. Uh, this episode will com- contain information about rape and murder. seventies and eighties in Richmond, Virginia, the state capital. It was a scary time for a lot of people. The the three Briley brothers and a friend went on a eight month killing spree that took the lives of at least twelve people. The Briley brothers were like uh, any normal family growing up, or so they appeared. Uh, Linwood was the oldest, born on. March 26, 1954. James was the middle, born on June 6, 1956. And the youngest was Anthony, born on February 17, 1958. The three brothers were raised in the Highland Park area of Richmond. They helped repair neighbors' cars, mow lawns. On the outside, people assumed that they were kind of just normal young men, trying to make it in the world, growing up in the Richmond area. Um, But inside the house, the brothers kept pets like piranhas, tarantulas, and boa constrictors. Um, Some sources say that the only person the brothers feared was their father, James Briley Sr. But he reportedly would keep his bedroom door padlocked from the inside at night. And in the teen years, the brothers' parents had split up and their mother moved away. In 1971, at the young age of 16, Linwood committed his first killing. He fatally shot an elderly neighbor across the alley, Orlean Christian. He used a rifle from his bedroom window as she was hanging out some laundry. Uh, Linwood almost got away with the murder, but the relatives of Christian noticed some blood marks under her armpit and asked for the body to be re-examined. When it was re-examined, they found a small caliber bullet wound and that was discovered just under her armpit. The detectives used a sheet of plywood to represent her body in the backyard and was able to determine that the bullet came from the Briley residence. That's where they found the murder weapon and Linwood admitted to the crime. According to sources, his response was, I heard she had heart problems. She would have died soon anyway. He was sent to reform school to serve a one-year sentence. James followed his older brother's path and was also sentenced for using for firing upon a police officer during a pursuit. In 1979, the three brothers and Duncan Meeks began an eight-month killing spree that took the lives of about 11 people from the spree. 
The first crime took place on March 12th. Linwood knocked on the door of of the butcher household. He claimed he had car trouble and needed to use their phone. They allowed him into the house. And then um, this is when he pulled out a gun and waved his brother Anthony inside. They tied up Virginia and William, doused each room in gasoline, looted the house, and then lit a match and tossed it on the fuel. They put all the stolen goods in the trunk of the car and they sped off. But thankfully, William was able to free himself and his wife from their restraints just before the house was fully engulfed in flames. It is said they were the only survivors of the spree. On March 20th, Michael McDumphy was assaulted, shot, and robbed in his home by the Briley's. On March 31st, Linwood shot and killed 28-year-old Elric Alvin Clark over a drug dispute involving Meekins. April 9th, the brothers followed 76-year-old Mary Gowen across town from her babysitting job, followed her into her home, beat her, raped her, robbed her, and then shot her. Uh, They got away with a lot of her valuables. On July 4th, the guys saw 17-year-old Christopher Phillips hanging around Linwood's car. They thought he might be trying to steal it, so the gang surrounded him. They drug him into the backyard or into a nearby backyard where the brothers wrestled him to the ground. When Philip screamed for help, Linwood killed him by dropping a cinder block on his head. On September 14th, John Harvey Galler, a DJ um, that went by the name of Johnny G, was performing with his band at a South Richmond nightclub. When he stepped outside to get a break, he came right in contact with the Briley brothers. They had been looking for a victim all night, but decided to wait for somebody to step outside of this particular club instead of continuing their search. They assaulted Galler and put him in the trunk of the vehicle. They drove to the paper mill on Mayo Island, which is in the middle of the James River, took him out of the trunk, shot him point blank, took $6 from his wallet, and then uh, they divided that $6 up between them. Linwood took a ring that Galler had been wearing, and then they dumped the body in the river, and the remains were found two days later. On September 30th, 62-year-old Mary Wolfung was followed to her apartment. They surrounded her outside of her door, and Linwood beat her to death with a bat. They entered her apartment after and robbed all of her valuables. October 5th, 75-year-old Blanche Page and 59-year-old Border Charles Gardner were murdered by the brothers. The two lived just two blocks from the Briley's. Paige was bludgeoned to death while Gardner was assaulted and stabbed to death using various weapons, including a bat, five knives, a fork, a pair, and a pair of scissors. The scissors and fork were left in the back of Gardner. 
the final victims and longtime friends of the Briley brothers um, was uh, the family of Harvey Wilkerson. On October 19th in the morning, James had promised a judge he would stay out of trouble while on parole. Yet he led his brothers to the final victim. Harvey saw the brothers down the street and he went inside and locked the doors. He lived with his 23-year-old wife who was pregnant and his uh, and her 5-year-old son. The brothers saw the action and walked over to the front door. He didn't know the outcome if he would reject their request to enter. So he allowed them to come in. The gang overpowered both Harvey and his wife, bound and gagged them with duct tape. Linwood assaulted and raped Judy in the kitchen, which was hearing distance from the others who were in the living room. Meekins continued the assault, then Linwood drug her back into the living room. They gathered valuables and left the house. James told Meekins, You've got to get one. Then Meekins took a pistol and fatally shot Harvey Wilkerson in the head. James then shot Judy to death and the five-year-old son, Harvey. Police were in the area and saw the brothers running at a high speed down the road. The bodies were, But the bodies were not discovered until three days later, and the brothers were all arrested soon after. Police were in the area and saw the brothers running at a high speed down the road. Uh, the bodies, however, were not discovered until three days later, and the brothers were all arrested soon after. Linwood was still wearing the ring he took from Galler when they, when they were arrested. Linwood and James received numerous life sentences for murder committed during the spree, but only faced capital murder charges for the cases where they had physically committed the killings. Linwood was sentenced to death for the murder of Galler, and James received two death sentences for the murder of Judy Barton and the five-year-old son, Harvey, um, who were the the Wilkerson's family. The youngest brother, Anthony, received a single-life sentence because of his limited involvement in the killings. Meekins was offered a plea agreement in return for turning, uh, turning in evidence against the Briley brothers. He took the offer and provided a full detail of the spree, and he escaped the death penalty and was incarcerated in a separate prison from the brothers. He received a life sentence plus 80 years which at the time would have made him eligible for parole after serving 12 to 15 years. The older brothers uh, were incarcerated in the same prison in Mecklenburg. At the time, they thought it would be a good idea to escape death row and organized a six-inmate escape on May 30th, 1984. According to some sources, in the early part of the escape, Uh, They all coordinated an effort that resulted in inmates overtaking the death row unit. Um, Both brothers wanted to kill the captured guards by dousing them with rubbing alcohol and tossing a lit match on them. But death row inmate Willis Turner, who was a convicted murderer, 
and was executed on May 25th, 1995, stepped in the way of James and blocked him from doing so. Meanwhile, in another portion of the prison, Wilbur Evans, another death row inmate executed on October 17th, 1990, despite pleas of clemency and confirmation from guards who said they owed their life to him. The governor denied it. Evans stepped in front of Linwood and kept him from raping one of the female nurses. Uh, The group's initial plan was to escape to Canada. Only two of the six inmates were almost able to succeed at that by making it all the way to Vermont. Neither were the brothers because they split off at Philly um, to go live with their uncle, but were caught on June 19th by the FBI and police who were uh, wiretapping the uncle's phone, and that's how they found out their location. Linwood was executed by electric chair on October 12, 1984, and James on April 18, 1985. Linwood was survived by his son, Norman Ampey, who served time in prison for bank robbery and later died in 2015. James was survived by his three daughters, who lived in the Richmond area, Anthony was given a life sentence and has yet to be granted parole. I'm not sure if he's still living or not, um, but from what I've seen, none of his parole uh, applications have been granted as of this year. Meekin's applications for parole have also been denied, and I'm also not sure if he's still living. My guess is yes, if they were only in their 60s, maybe. Yeah, they're only in their 60s, maybe late 60s, so they'd still be alive unless uh, accidents have happened. But this is super interesting because not only did they continue the spree and were able to evade cops and everything for eight months... But they also planned and orchestrated an escape from death row. I mean, death row is, I believe, one of the, you know, maximum, maximum security prisons. It's not like, you know, it's the county jail where you might be able to get out pretty easy. It's a pretty high stakes prison, but it just... It's interesting to me, and they really probably could have made it all the way to Canada if they hadn't have gotten selfish and wanted to stay close by and went to Philly instead. Um, It's just a super interesting case. Obviously, uh, you know, it's, it's not fun to hear about that many people being beaten and murdered and robbed. I think they got, at the end of the day, they got what they deserved. And I'm glad that Linwood received a capital murder charge for the the death of the five-year-old and the death of the pregnant woman. I mean, I don't even know how you fathom taking the lives of a pregnant woman and a five-year-old child who probably didn't really understand what was happening. Especially since they were all apparently friends. But this was a super interesting case. I really suggest you look it up 
Um, if you're interested in learning even more and, and or getting more detail about this case, um, obviously I don't want to go into but so much detail to describe certain things because just in case children are listening. <laughs> come back next week. Um, We're going to talk about another interesting case. I hope you have a great first week of November. I hope all of you are enjoying this nice, beautiful weather we're having in Virginia. I hope you stay safe and stay vigilant. If you would like to follow me, you can do so on Instagram at Crime on Facebook at Tailwagon True Crime, and you can also um, feel free to email me at thescottcomedia at gmail.com. I hope you guys have a great week. See you next time. True Crime is a production of Scott Co. Media, and these podcasts wouldn't be possible without the assistance of my sidekicks, Aston and Simba.